I made a friend. I made a friend with Julie Redman from Mom Made Plans, and I'm so excited to have her on the podcast today. She shares her mom's secrets with me. I learn about her no planner planning method, something she calls the room reset that gets the entire family involved in keeping the house clean. And then she shares her super simple, super smart home organization hack. It's going to surprise you. So tune in. Do you want to feel less scattered and more focused, but the idea of planning or goal setting sounds like adding more pressure to your already pressure-filled life? If that sounds like you, welcome to the Plan Goal Plan podcast. I'm Danielle McGue. I'm a professor, mom, and business owner. I started this podcast to help hardworking women and high-achieving mamas plan and set goals playfully and lightly. Unlike pressure-filled approaches, Plan Goal Plan centers on what delights you to help you envision all the possibilities your future holds. If you're ready to try easier, if you're ready to make memories and do meaningful work, grab a pen. I'm going to guide you through practices that will help you plan for clarity, set goals for direction, and act with purpose and delight. Let's get started. Before I jump into this really fun interview, I want you to go over to Apple Podcasts, take about 10, 15 seconds, and leave me a review. It is the easiest, quickest, fastest way that you can support me. I do this for free, y'all. I love it. It's so fun. And I'm so glad that I can share with you all of the things that it took me years to figure out. So if this is helping you, if this has elevated you in any way, Go wherever you listen and leave me a quick review. It would mean so much to me. And then check out the free link in the bio that will give you a free planner pack. It's my way of saying thank you. So do it. It's there. It's free and it downloads instantly. Hello. I am so excited to have the organized, the intentional Julie Redman here today from the podcast Mom Made Plans. Julie, welcome. Welcome and thank you. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, thank you. Um, So I'm a wife and I'm a mom of twins. I have boy, girl twins. They're eight. And yeah, I just, I love Jesus and fun earrings and hanging out and having meaningful conversations. So being here chatting with you is awesome because we are super like-minded in getting organized with our life and setting goals and being intentional. So fun to be here. Super nerdy, organized kindred spirits. We are. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so, so much. One of the things that I've asked Julie to do is to share her magic with us on how to simplify the process of planning your day and also how to have a productive home that everyone can be involved in. So I'm really excited. I need some tips there. I'm a planner nerd. I love planners. Give me all the planners in the world. I want to flip through all of them, feel the different pages, (laughs) what kind of paper they use. But you have a really unique planning process where no planning is required. And I love that. So tell us all about your no planner planning method. Yes. So it seems so contradictory and bizarre for a planner type to be like, no, don't give me the planners. (laughs) You're like, what? So I have to confess they are beautiful. I see people share these like pretty, I get the allure. I get it. (laughs) But 
I never have bought one. Oh, confession right there. But I, I see the layouts and I see all of the check boxes and all of the prompts and all of the things. And I'm checking out. I'm like, whoa, too much, too much. This feels overwhelming to me. Like this is a big ordeal just to plan my day. And so as I'm all about self-awareness and there's different ways to do things. So this is very much like if the fancy, all the prompt planner is working for you, use that planner girl. But if you're feeling overwhelmed and it's not quite working, I'm just going to present a different option for you. So in this, in these fancy planners with all the, all the things, there's just too much for me when thinking about like, okay, what's the point of a planner? Like bringing it back down to the bottom line, like what's the point of this planner to figure out what we're doing with our time for what we're getting done today. Like that's, that's the bottom line goal of a planner. And so all this extra is just fluff and like extra, it feels like extra things to do for me. And that's my aversion, but like, there's a time and a place. If you are wanting to track how much water you drink, like, sure, that's relevant for a while, but maybe not forever. And if you're not doing that, I don't, I don't need that little section of tracking water or weather or all the other things. What we do instead is remembering the core goal of just planning our day. That That's what we're doing. So what we need is two things. First thing, calendar. It's flexible. You can change things. It's not written in stone, but having your calendar to just see what your schedule is like and what days have room for certain tasks and what days don't. And so that brings the other piece. You've got your calendar and you've got just basically a brain dump list. So it can be like your weekly task list or daily task list type thing. You just kind of have your to-dos, these things, the point of the planner, what you have to get done and the calendar that you put it on. So it's just a more simplified, like two-step-ish process of just kind of offload all those things that are swirling around in your brain that you need to get done. And because sometimes they don't all feel like they belong on the calendar. So this gives space for just listing out those things. But then also I like to say, if you want to get it done, you got to put it on the calendar. So I think a lot of things do um, apply to the calendar, but this gives you that space to just offload everything in your brain that we carry as moms, all those little tasks and just get it out of your head and it feels way less overwhelming when it's written down. So that is the beauty of the planner, the allure that is for sure helpful. List it all out and have your calendar. And that's how you, those are the tools. That is my version of the planner of how to get things done. I love it. So really quick question. Do you do that with paper or do you do digital? So I do both. I have a calendar on the fridge that is like family calendar, everyone can see. So that is more of where things live that everyone's involved in, or maybe it's an evening or weekend activity that other people need to see and be aware of. But I keep everything in my phone calendar and I don't even go crazy. Like you can go full on like intense mode with your calendar and the multi calendars in one. Like I do have my husband has like rotating days off. So I kind of have a separate calendar that I can see what those days are and just kind of different things like that, that you can see or not see. Um, You can turn off and on calendars, but yeah, everything goes in the phone calendar and then some things go on, on the 
fridge paper calendar. I love that you also mentioned that sometimes we have these tasks that should never really make it onto the calendar. So there's mm-hmm. some things that we write down, they we need to offload them, but they're actually not that important, right? Any advice on how to take all of our to-do lists, you know, all that stuff, and then actually get them done? <laughs> ah, <laughs> that's the scary part of really doing it. That's where right. it's like, oh, that fun little planner. It's fun to like write everything down. But remember, the whole point is to actually do, <laughs> actually do those things. I like to, that whole concept of that brain dump list, I I do like to approach it in a more weekly mindset. So you kind of dump it all and we don't, there's something about like writing something in the calendar. Like if you have the certain, like if your planner has like the times and you have feel like you have to write it at a certain time and it feels very like rigid and like, oh my gosh, I'm committing to this time. If you just kind of brain dump everything and then look at your schedule, like you have to do this with your calendar, see which days, what's going on. And you take those tasks and you assign them to different days of the week of what makes sense with what you already have going on. Because our natural tendency is to do this brain dump list of all of our tasks and be like, okay, this is what I have to do today. Like, whoa, too much, too much (laughs) back up. Cause then you're going to not get everything done. And then you're going to feel guilty that you didn't do it and you're not good enough. And you know, that whole mom spiral. So we're just going to be flexible and you're going to write things out for the week. And then if whatever you wrote for Monday doesn't happen, it's not the end of the world. Just move it to Tuesday or whatever other day makes sense. Like this is very, I like to have, um, I do like laminated, um, pages when I do that. And like, you can dry erase, or I use my notes app and you can move it. Like it's, it's really fine. <laughs> so to be flexible with this is a big key of how to actually get things done instead of not getting something done one day. And then like throwing in the towel, like, Oh, I didn't get it done. It's over. Just move things around and be intentional in how you plan it. Let's say you have more like household type of tasks to do. And let's say you have things that involve like errands, like going out somewhere, like maybe you, pick a day where you do all the errand type things, or maybe, you know, in yourself, like, Hey, if I spend all day doing these household things, I'm going to lose my mind. (laughs) So maybe you need to do like household stuff in the morning and run errands in the afternoon. And that's kind of how you approach assigning your tasks. Like just pick, like, is it in the morning block or the afternoon block or evening of the day? And just kind of move things where, you know, you're more likely to get them done. And so just being really intentional of how, how you assign the task, that flexibility of spread it out through the week and then being intentional of what parts of your day and what's going to feel good and what you're going to actually do. (laughs) I love that because I know that I'll sit down sometimes and I'll be like, all right, here are like six things that I need to do today. And then I'll look at my calendar and I'll be like, I have one hour to work on my to-do list. And it's like, there is no way one of those tasks is going to take me an hour, right? I do think that changing my expectations, when I do what you're talking about, I can change my expectations and go, you know what, this day I'm getting one item done because I have so many other things to do. And so it takes away that pressure that right. I need to do all of the things all of the days. <laughs> yeah. Cause we're, that's by nature. We're just going to try and cram it all in and to be realistic, 
However, if you think a task is going to take you 30 minutes, you should probably plan for an hour. And especially if you're at home with kids getting interrupted or whatever, like it's for sure going to take a lot longer, but also planning out something that requires your full attention, maybe more of a work-related task or project that you need to be really engaged and focused. Don't plan to start that. Like if your kids are in school, don't plan to start that task 20 minutes before they get home. So like being very strategic and when you plan things, because we're always like, oh, I can cram that in. Oh, I can do that email. I've got five minutes, but I can do that. Eh, No, you're just setting yourself up to be more stressed out and like multitasking and juggling and not getting anything done well. It's better to be like, you know what? I don't have time to do this whole task. But if you have, so say you have 20 minutes though, and you're like, what do I do? Instead of just vacillating and being like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. I'm going to scroll my phone for 20 minutes instead (laughs) to avoid, you've got that list of tasks and you can look and see, okay, what is a shorter task that I could do now instead of that one and bump that to later or whatever. So yeah, just being really aware of when you're cramming things in and know when it's a good fit and, and when it's not. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. I remember one of the biggest adjustments for me when I was first a parent is that I had no sense of how long things were going to take, especially like loading up the kids, like going anywhere. I'd be like, Oh, (laughs) we can get there in 10 minutes. Oh no. Now you have like 30 minutes of like packing diaper bags, hauling everybody into the van Someone has to go to the bathroom. All of a sudden we have to change clothes because someone spit up. It took a lot of adjustment. I will say it's a little easier as my kids are a little bit older now that, Mm -hmm. you know, they can, I remember it was such a milestone when they could buckle themselves in their car seat. You know, I was like, oh, sweet. It's one less thing for us to do. Absolutely. (laughs) And, And speaking of less things for us to do, my big question for you is, how do you make things a family effort, right? So how do, you know, my kids are five and seven now, they can start taking on a little bit more responsibility. How do I get everyone in the family to participate in sharing the load? Yes. And that is a big deal. And one that I'm like passionate about, because I feel like as moms, we, it's this thing where we like own it all. And it's almost a badge of honor of how stressed out we are and that we're trying to juggle it all and all the things. And it's so much. And really it's everyone's in the home. So it's everyone's responsibility to take care of the home. And so, so there's a few things. First is setting the expectation that everyone's on the same page. Communication is always a great first place to start of just being like, okay, these are the types of things it takes to run the house. And even with your spouse, like we don't just magically leave the house and everyone has what they need. Like, no, I have to think through, like we're going to this practice. They need that my daughters and brownies. And they made these things at the last meeting. We need to bring that. Like we don't just magically leave the house and everyone has their water bottle and all the things like this takes effort. So just communicating like, Hey, these are all the things that need to happen. Like making a list of all the things that need to happen. And being like, okay, what, what are your strengths? Like, and, and having that conversation of like, I don't mind doing dishes, but I hate laundry. How do you feel about helping with laundry? Like find, try to figure out if anyone has something that they are like, well, if I'm going to pick, I'd rather do this. And like, you don't know until you really put it out there and be like, all right, it all has to get done. So I can't do it all. Like I literally can't do it all as a mom. I need your support and working together. And so having that 
conversation of trying to get help um, is definitely a first starting zone. And then like one of my favorite ways that I used to call it the five minute pickup, or I now call it the room reset. So maybe depending on kids ages. So this is the nighttime kind of routine and you can pick it wherever, but it is now the expectation at a certain time, like say an hour before bedtime, like all devices are off, everything kind of shuts down and it's room reset time. So we know all our kids stuff does not just live in their rooms. It just spreads like a tornado everywhere throughout the house. Like there's kids stuff all over the living room and dining room table. It just stuff is everywhere at that room reset time. I'm like, okay, things cut off room reset. And so everyone works together to get everything reset, like put everything back that goes to the kids room, wherever it really belongs. And not just like chucking it in the room would be the goal. (laughs) Does that happen sometimes? Yes. But the goal is to actually be organized and get things put away fully. It is helpful to work together to help them depending on their ages when they're younger, obviously it's helping out, but it's just this whole idea of awareness as well. We tend to just think of all the things to do in our home and be like, okay, you need to do this. You need to pick up your room. You need to do this with the trash. And we don't really stop and explain why. And there is some power in that of, I will go like, okay, let's, especially in the beginning, if you're just starting this room reset routine, you look in the room and you're like, all right, how does this room feel right now? Like, is it easy to play in? Is it easy to sit on the couch? Like what, what's happening here? And then like, okay, let's reset and get everything put away. And I will participate as well. Like we will all help. So it feels like that united, like, all right, let's be united across the board. And it's not even all the time, but maybe it's just like, all right, I categorize for them. Like, okay, here's my son's stuff. Here's my daughter's stuff. Or like, here's all the figurine things. Here's all the cars. And so they can easily, our brains work better in a category instead of like, giving this overwhelming task of like, okay, you need to clean this up. Be like, you need to take your cars to the carbon. Here's the pile of clothes for the dirty clothes. Like it just helps to have that like category where they're doing one specific task. It's easier for them to absorb and and put it away (laughs) properly. I think sometimes we forget because like, we're like, oh, well, you know, it's, it's laundry, like just do it. Or like, it's clean, just take it back. But like, you really do have to teach your kids how to do it. Yeah. It's these life skills. We just assume, cause it's so easy. It's like, why do I have to explain? This feels silly. You are teaching the skills. And then when you get everything reset and you come back in the room, this is really important to then look around and be like, okay, now how does the room feel? Is it easy to walk around? If we want to play right now, can we play? Or are we going to break a toy by stepping on it or, or trip, or we can't sit on the couch because there's stuff everywhere. So it's that important, important piece of them seeing the difference of why we're cleaning up. It's not just mom, like barking orders. Everyone's involved in like, at least this once a day reset of your space is a great starting point. And then from there, you can figure out different, maybe chores you have in the home or whatever, just to remember like, okay, this is, it's like, take care time. Like we're taking care of our home. We're taking care of our toys. Like I need you to take care of your body right now and brush your teeth, helping them take ownership of okay, we're taking, everyone's taking care of their home and their bodies. And we're all like on the same board. So yeah, that's really how just that communication expectation and just kind of starting with that one major routine gives you that foundation to build on everyone participating 
in more things. So you can kind of grow from there, but yes, definitely very important to get everyone working together. It's not your job to do everything as the mom, because then they're not learning the skills. Yes, yes, yes. To all of that. <laughs> and I really love, I love the reframing of it as instead of chores, taking care. And I love your episode. You have an episode on mom made plans where you do talk about the room reset routine, which by the way, has amazing alliteration. <laughs> I love how you explain it in that episode as well. So I have one last question for you. Do you have a favorite home organization hack? And if listeners wanted to find you, how would they do that? Organization hack. I feel like the first thing is just have less stuff to organize (laughs) is really it. But one thing I'll say, I love, I love thinking categorically. Um, and it kind of goes along with that of containers and containing things. And so it works all throughout the house, but thinking as moms for our kids, doing containers for the kids toys and everything and categorizing those, but it's all about the hack is the container choice. So what is readily available are always like the really, especially it's like those cube shelf containers with the deep square bins is like the common go-to or whatever it is. It's, it's these deep bins and that is setting us up for trouble when it's the deep bin, your kid can't see what's in there and they're going to dump it out and you're picking up more stuff because they're dumping everything out constantly. So you need shallow bins. So my favorite hack is shallow bins. So the kids can see what's in there and they can pull out what they want instead of dumping everything out or like never playing with something because it's buried in there. They actually can more readily see what they have. And this goes with our stuff too. So just make everything more easily seen and you can pull out what you need without making a mess in the process. Oh my gosh. I have too many deep bins. I need That's shallow it. bins. That's it. That's yes. it. My house will be clean now. I'm ready to go. <laughs> That's it's a good really, first really step. Helpful. I love that. That's a great first step. All right. So if our listeners wanted to find you, where can they find you, Julie? Yes. So probably the easiest is to um, head to my website, mommadeplans.com. Cause from there you can head over to the podcast or to my productivity printables on Etsy or uh, to the email list. And I love you have an Etsy shop as well with some fantastic goal planning. So all the things on Etsy over here, helping everyone plan their day and set their goals. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Thank you for helping us get a little bit more organized, helping us getting a little bit more intentional and giving us some great hacks for getting everyone involved in the home. So thank you so much, Julie. Yeah. So fun. Thank you. To recap Julie and I's conversation, Julie shared her magic on how to simplify the process of planning your day using the no planner planning method. And my biggest takeaway from this is that you need to find a method that works for you. And you don't necessarily need a planner to do that. I love that she says, find what's simple and find what's effective and hold on to that. So if you love planners, like I do, you can use them. But if you don't, there are other ways. Don't worry about it. And she's got you covered. I also really love her room reset approach. It's a way to get everybody involved in taking care of the home and to really reframe chores as a reset. And I love that. And then last but not least, I love her home organization hack of using shallow bins. So simple, makes so much sense. And I'm going to have to I'm going to have to enact that one in my own home. 
If you loved listening to Julie and I's conversation, head over to Mom Made Plans and get a little bit more from Julie. Julie is a happy wife and a twin mom fueled by fun earrings, dark chocolate, and meaningful conversations. And Jesus, she is on a mission to make mom life feel easier and meaningfully productive through the ultimate life hack of self-awareness and intentional living. And she does all this around a foundation of faith. So if that is what you need in your life, find a way to go over to Mom Made Plans and give her a listen. She also has some printables on Etsy, and I'm going to link all of her fun info in my in my show notes. So give her a listen, and thank you all so much for tuning in today. I hope that your week is full of organization and calm and a clean house. If this podcast has inspired you, guided you, or just made you laugh, the number one way that you can thank me is by leaving a written review for the show over on Apple Podcast. I'm seriously tickled every time that I hear from you all, so pop onto Instagram and follow Plan Go Plan and digital message me. I want to say hello. I want to geek out about all things planning and goal setting. Keep sensing the possibilities, y'all.